there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! Kevin Clancy will be the referee in charge at Saturday's derby. Celtic against Rangers, 12.30 in the East End. John Beaton will be the fourth official. Will he be busy with the two managers? And Nick Walsh is on VAR, much criticised VAR. Well, with us, somebody who's never played under VAR, but he's played in so many of these games, Celtic legend John Hartson. John, you're buzzing. You're really up for this. Is this a really special week for you, even though you're no longer playing? Yeah, of course. You know, I just think as well, Celtic is so close to the title. Um, you know, it, it it's a game that, you know, uh, depends on if Celtic win it. That's it. It's all over. Rangers win it. They can make a bit of a fist of it and, and make it uh, six points. Um, so for me, you know, these are always great games. They're very difficult to call. Uh, form tends to go out of the window, but... Uh, it's a huge game. I think it'll be an open game. I think Rangers have to be expansive. They have to go for it. They have to win the game. That's the bottom line. You know, they have to win the game, so they'll have to push bodies forward. I think that will that will um, that will suit Celtic because they're fantastic on the counter attack. So the more Rangers push forward, push more players into the into Celtic's half, then Celtic are more dangerous when they're defending. You know, because they 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 counter so good. So it'll be a great game. I'm delighted to be in here with you and Barry Paul on the weekend. So one I'm really looking forward to. John. Steve McGinn's with us as well. Guys, there is breaking news now. The man at the top of the tree at Rangers has stood down. Douglas Park is no longer the chairman of the football club. The statement has been issued in the last few seconds from Rangers. The Rangers International Football Club, PLC, he's been the chairman for three years. He's decided to step down from his role. The board unanimously agreed to install the current vice chairman, John Bennett, as the club's new chairman. Uh, Douglas Park became chairman of Rangers at the end of March 2020, so that's exactly three years and a few days. He became, well, it's a challenging time, of course, because of COVID. He became chairman at the onset of the COVID pandemic and went on to oversee winning the title, of course, just three years ago. That huge, well, stop to 10 for Celtic. And they reached a major European final, well, just after this time last year, for only the fifth time in the club's 150-year history. The club go on to say he lifted the Scottish Cup, of course, a few days later against Hearts for the first time in over a decade. Douglas Park, so well-known, of course, in Scotland in business and in football, uh, led significant investment in the infrastructure at both Ibrox and Auchenhowie. Because I think when he became chairman, there was a lot of work to be done behind the scenes at Ibrox. Douglas Park has said in the last few minutes, it's been a great honour to serve the club as a director and chairman. During my eight years in office, we endured extraordinary pressures. I'm glad we've stabilised and strengthened the club and it's now time for me to hand over the baton to a new chairman for the next stage in the club's development. Douglas Park said, I look forward to continuing to attend matches, supporting the team, and I wish John, the new chairman, John Bennett, and everyone at Rangers Football Club the very best. Wow. 
breaking news. So top of the tree, Douglas Park, who will be remembered as uh, the chairman of the club when they stopped the tent. And, you know, in the goldfish bowl of Glasgow in Scotland, uh, the big two fight it out for, well, something that's never been achieved. John, your reaction? Well, I'm not going to comment on something I, I don't know an awful lot yeah. about. I, I don't follow Rangers's uh, progress in terms of financially sure. where the club is at. I tend to stay away from all that sort of stuff. But yeah. obviously, you know, he obviously feels uh, he's gone in there. He's sort of steadied the ship, if you like. Um, and now he hands it over to, to John Bennett. I don't know whether that is because he maybe feels the pressure. Maybe, you know, he, he, he's, I don't know. Knows, I, I yeah. really don't know. Um, so I'm not going to comment sure. on things that I don't really know an awful lot about, Paul, because... I, I yeah. don't want to be blasted for something of course. I'm saying sure. I'm, I'm completely off the sure, mark. Of course. Do you know, mate? Yep. And Stephen, that's just breaking news there. John Bennett, uh, obviously vice chair, has been in there alongside Douglas Park. Uh, you know, they did a good job for Rangers. There's no question whatsoever. Having been out of the league for a number of seasons, having to work their way back up the third, second, or what, they changed it to what? Second, first, and then the championship, and they got there. So that is... Uh, Big news, or is it big news? I'm not sure what goes on in the boardroom because Rangers issued shares yesterday as well. Uh, 1.93 million's worth, 7.7 million shares. The fans don't really uh, identify with that so much, Stephen. But would it affect you if the chairman had uh, stood down after three years? Yeah, well, it's big news in terms of, uh, obviously, Douglas Park's a huge Rangers fan, successful businessman in the city, and I'm sure he's doing it for the, the right reasons and he feels it's he, he's done his bit at Rangers. Um when you read out his, his list of where he, where he took it on from. and There has been a lot of restlessness at Rangers off the park, a lot of noise about Stuart Robertson and Ro Ross Wilson. And mm -hmm. I think as a club moving forward, obviously, first and foremost, that on the pitch is, is all that matters. But if they can get that off the park stuff sorted out and um, reduce the kind of infighting between kind of the fans and with, with the holding up the cards, it, it can only be a positive. Barry knows him really well. Not only the fact that he was a legendary player for Rangers and captain, he buys a few cards from him as well over the years. We're always... Uh, <laughs> well, it'd be nice, yeah. Paul, if we could get some of the Rangers fans on tonight to tell us what they think. You know, what, what they actually think of. Did, did he do a good job? Are they happy to see him moving on? Are they, right. are they happy yep. with, with John Bennett, who's the new guy coming yep. in? It'd be interesting to sit for us to for us to hear from them what their thoughts are on on this big decision. If you're just tuning in, it's Paul Cooney here with the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, John Hartson, and Stephen McGinn. With the news there just after five that the Rangers chairman Douglas Park has stood down after three years in charge of the club. We kicked off the show with Kevin Clancy as the referee for Saturday Judgment Day, Decision Day. Finally, it's going to be all over for Rangers it's going to be Celtic celebration day or is it when Rangers say maybe just maybe they can catch Celtic this year in the league what do you think John Beaton will be the fourth official and Nick Walsh on VAR Stephen you've got a huge game as well you've got the derby what six and a half thousand maybe but Falkirk against Dunfermline huge game for you to stay in touch to try and get promotion yeah um, obviously we've left ourselves so much to do we've had a really poor run in the league um, goal scoring's become a problem all of a sudden my team it's been free scoring all season um, but this derby in, in isolation it's, it's a game four games against them the season and we don't like to, to lose a season uh, finish the season without winning one of them so a huge game for us and in front of a, a big home crowd it's a game we're looking forward to Get a few tips from John maybe 
Mm. How to score? Yeah, stick him in the box if, <laughs> if we can. Over a hundred goals for Celtic. John Hartson is here. And Celtic fans, what are you thinking about? Are you planning a celebration this weekend? Because if it went to twelve points, I think even uh, even Barry, and that's not a goal yeah. at all. You you would say that would be it, Stephen? Would you? Well, I think. I'm, sure. I mean. Uh, other than officially the play, the players and the manager, I think any Rangers fan would admit even a draw um, puts the league over this weekend. I think it's a big one for Rangers. I think I think there's a a feeling that those players need to deliver uh, for, the, for the Rangers fans. I know there there won't be any in the ground on Saturday, but with the the performance in the in the cup final and in the, the last trip to Celtic Park, um, they feel like they never really laid a glove on Celtic and. You'll be looking for a big reaction this weekend. And I see Ange Postacoglu, John, he's saying to his players, right, let's get 109 points, uh, record beating, beating the, unvinc- the Invincibles, <laughs> the Invincible team of uh, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, well, that'd be some achievement because that, that team that Brendan Rodgers put together um, was a fantastic team. Mm-hmm. You know, Invincibles, you know, going on, um, on, on trebles and things mm-hmm. like this. So wonderful time Brendan had the club and all the fans will have their own views on Brendan Rodgers. Yeah each to their own you know it's up to them um, but he uh, transformed your old club didn't he well he, when he came in he did exceptionally well didn't he you know he signed Dembele who was remarkable got huge money for Dembele whatever it was signed him for 500,000 sold him for yeah. 20 odd million it's just ridiculous signed the likes of Edouard again made Celtic made money on Edouard he just formed, you know, it's got Brown in his pomp, you know, in his prime, Callum McGree. He just, he just put a really good team together and they were playing magnificent football. There's, there's no going away from that. But, uh, you know, I think I just think um, if, if Ange can go on and what he's doing, he's, he's just looking for different challenges all the time for his team. You know, the yeah. challenge is to go and win the, win the treble, the challenge is to go and win the league. And now he's setting another challenge, try and go through the league unbeaten and you can, you can, you can overhaul... You know, Brendan Rodgers is invincible as you can overhaul their record tally, which, you know, as people speak about the Brendan Rodgers team, people yep. want, and wants people and fans and outsiders and pundits to talk about this team like they've talked about previous teams down the years. It's, it's a challenge for the players he's putting out there. Stephen, are you surprised in some ways that he's saying, right, there's the challenge, go for the 109, beat the 106? Uh, no, I think... Um, They'll, they'll have their own feelings as a team and they'll want to leave a mark, as John said. they want to, to leave a target that's really hard to beat for any future Celtic team. And, and if they can do it, if it's within their grasp, then why not go for it? But I think it'll also be, be set in challenge. I think a lot of the Celtic players will know they're nearly there. They've nearly got the job done. He's probably keep trying to keep them on their toes, keep them hungry, say that there's still a lot we can achieve in this season. I mean, there's a treble to play for, but within itself, you can set a, ta- a target of a total of points it's really really hard to ever beat Crystal Palace apparently are lining up maybe a summer move for Kyogo but we'll hear it's this agents are no doubt <laughs> we could spend the next two hours John speaking about uh, it uh, let's hope we're not talking VAR this weekend I see Ian Maxwell yeah. the chief at the SFA has admitted yeah there are teething problems well you'd have to admit that but he says that they will get it right uh, yeah, well, let's yeah. hope, hope they do because that's all we seem to be talking about mm. is it's not been fit for purpose this season there's made far too many uh, poor calls um, and the fact that we're actually talking about who the ref is and who the fourth official is and who the VAR people are yeah. it's a concern otherwise well, why are we talking about it? Yeah. We'd rather you know, talk no, about who's the strikers well, normally, yeah. normally down the years it's been like whoever yeah. refs the game refs yeah. the game 
you know, you want to put your trust in, in the referees and this is coming from every team because, I, you know, I'm not just talking about Celtic yeah. and Rangers. Having, you know, this is up and down the country. This is in the yeah. championship, you know, the first division. This this is happening all over Scotland. And, uh, and, and for me, you just want to put your trust in whoever's named as referee to go out there and, and do a fantastic job and do his job right. Kevin Clancy, we hope we're not speaking about him then and he, he gets the chance to have a good game, Stephen, rather than being hauled over to the the uh, the VAR machine every few minutes. Yeah, well, it's, that's, that's a hope. I mean, there is the, the, the chance that we get a real good game. Rangers come and have a go at Celtic and we know the way Celtic are going to play anyway. The hope is we have a really exciting game and the less we talk about, especially Nick Walsh, in, in that VAR room, yeah. the less we speak about him, the, yeah. the better. Stephen's right. It, it yeah. is a great game because although Celtic are nine points clear, Rangers will feel if they win, they're you know they're making a slight fist of it, yeah. and they have to win. As Stephen said, they have to put in a, you know a, 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 a winning performance against a team that have lost one game all season, at an incredible form. And um, and I believe, you know, if, if Celtic win it, and I've refused to say this all season, Paul, as you know, that's it. Mm. It's party day because there's no way back. They'll go 12 clear plus the goals, 13, and, and there is no way back. But if Rangers win it, yeah. they could upset the apple, apple cart slightly. They'll feel they've got a little bit of hope, um, yeah. but they need to come perform at Celtic Park with no fans behind them, you know, and, and against a team who are... Uh, you know, all on fire. On fire. No mean feat. Let's go on the lines. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And it's Sean on the line in Garthamlet. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. How are you doing, guys? Hi, Sean. Right, good. What about you? Um, see, that, see, see, that's about um, no fans at Parkhead, no no yeah. away fans at Ibrox. This is stupidity. And um, I think this is maybe because Douglas Ross, uh, um, no Douglas Ross, um, Douglas Park is job. And I think even Dermot Desmond probably should resign or not, because this is stupidity for both sides the party. You you take away 500 fans out of Parky to Ibrox, it's just a laughing stock. This is maybe the biggest derby in the world, and they're just making a show business for themselves. Yeah, I'm sure that's not why he's leaving, but I think you're right. I think both clubs need to have a look at themselves for next season. They're diminishing the game this is well Barry says it's the best derby in the world mm. John yeah, you would also well Sean you're saying it but why are we not allowing opposition fight you need opposition John. well Sean I, I played in this game as you know and um, yep. played at Ibrox many a times won there lost there scored there adding different performances there personally and from for Celtic and there is nothing better there's nothing better for Rangers fans even to have five or six thousand people at Celtic Park cheering them on and it's the same for when Celtic have the same amount of fans five, six, whatever thousand it is because it brings colour it brings atmosphere it adds to the occasion and I yeah. don't know but I have to go back Sean um, and I, I'm taking my Celtic hat off you for a minute it was your club that so made the initial it, right? can I just yep. say mate it, it made the initial decision to um, lower the Celtic fans' attendance when they go to Ibrox. So, you know, and what Celtic actually did then, well, if you're going to do that to us, then yep. we will we will follow suit and we will do exactly the same. So, initially, you know, it, it was. I know we're yeah. blaming both clubs here because both clubs, you know, maybe should, you know, get together. I totally agree. 
but it was your football club, Sean, that that yeah. that started yeah. this whole fan, you know, lesser lesser the attendance type of thing. Because Paul, there's one fun right. Yep. If the Rangers have a window on a Saturday at half past twelve, Rangers are two now up at Parkhead, and nobody's there to cheer them on. Yep. That's just got to, that's a laughing stock live on Sky Sports. There's people all across the world watching that, mm-hmm. and what was happening here? There's no Rangers fans, and vice versa. When Celtic come to Ibrox, yep. these Celtic should have fans as well. I think it should be eight thousand, but if it ain't, mm-hmm. at least eight hundred, you shouldn't have no opposite mm-hmm. fan. That's just it's a laughing stock in Scottish football. I totally agree. I, I totally agree. We had Barry Ferguson on you the other week, uh, the Rangers yep. captain, Scotland captain, a, you know, great Rangers player. And he thought yep. he was shocking. He thinks yep. that the atmosphere is a lot of it is taken away. Um, there's I one, agree. There's one for you, John Hartson, right? Yeah. I know it's not. I know John's it's neighbour right, the Rangers. Right. Yeah, I know. On. I know it's I know it's neighbour the other Rangers and Celtic, right? But say Cardiff and Swansea were playing on Saturday at Derby, yeah. but Cardiff fans couldn't get in. But how would you react to that? Well, they did play. They just played at the weekend. Swansea did the double-double over Cardiff for the first time in 111 years and Swansea had 3,500 fans at the Cardiff City Stadium. So that, thank Swansea, you for helping Swansea him to get that in. Three, two. Brilliant. John's still smiling. No, you're right. Sean, I love your passion there. Stephen, what, what are you going to say? No, final sh- point sh- on that. That, that point yeah. there, Sean makes a great point. Celtic Rangers in this city will always be the biggest game in the world. Whether there's away fans in or not, the, the importance of the fixture to league titles, to cup finals, to everything will always be the biggest game in the world. But something as a football fan, you all speak about going to games, going to Boca Juniors versus River Plate, Fenerbahce, Galatasaray, AC Milan into Milan. As a football fan, I'm sure there's people out there listening, they think about, oh, maybe I'd like to go to that game one day. How much less of a spectacle would it be if the away t- team weren't allowed fans in? Sure. So we are, not in this country, it will always be instant, but in this city, it will always be the biggest game in the world for us. But out with to fans out with our country, it's diminishing it. And people in this country travel to away games in the UK much more than on the continent, as you know. El Clasico is massive. There's no doubt the about it, Paul. There's no yep. doubt about it that a lot of Celtic and Rangers fans would be happy to let each other's fans into their ground yep. for to to add to the atmosphere, to add to the support. Um, there is no doubt about it. So, you know, they've got to get around the table and, and, and sort this that, out. Paul, that, yep. that, Paul, this comes. This could be a a, a crisis in Queen uh, Scotland's because what happens if Rangers uh, win on uh, Saturday mm-hmm. and Rangers fans turn up at uh, Parkhead outside? They could actually have they could have riots in the hand, and that's well, dangerous. Sure, let's I'm hope not. not, but, not but you, no, you, no, you're right. Happen, you're right. Sure, and I tell you, the policing in general of the games over the decades—it's been has has been good. They knew mm. the old Strathclyde police really knew how to, how to uh, look after these games, uh, and then I take it police Scotland. But anyway, I know some of the people in charge were—it's uh, not the best decisions, but they're stubborn. Both teams are but, stubborn, well, but not the teams, yeah, the, the people the, in charge. This may be an opportunity yeah. for the incoming Rangers chairman John Bennett, yeah. maybe a chance for maybe. him to come in and say, "Look, yeah. I'm fresh here. I'm the new chairman. One of my things is." Us as a football club, we made the decision to uh, take down the allocation. Let's bring it back. Yeah, our, our fans would like it as well because we want our fans that go home and away to support Rangers at Celtic Park this weekend to support the boys. And Celtic, of course, of Peter Lowell, who took over as chair, uh, the chairman, uh, just in January. Sean, what's your scoreline? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> is it too early in the week for you? I'll, I'll just go Celtic will win, that's all I'll say. Wow. Really, Sean, coming from you, I mean, the man who predicted Rangers would win the title <laughs> by 25 points, and you were right. People thought 
you know, what's he on? All right, do you really think that? Because a lot of Celtic fans, Jimmy's been on, for example, already saying, look, Celtic not at their best uh, last weekend, uh, slightly worried, you know, if Moy's not there, Hatati not there, Kyogo maybe not as sharp as he was. Sean? Yep. Yes, I, I definitely think that uh, Rangers are lost uh, maybe with a couple of goals on Saturday, unfortunately. Well, that's it then, Sean. Title done. Yeah. So John Hartson yep. is listening to you. Listen, Sean, listen, I hope the clubs are taking heed on what's happening. The lights are coming and going in here a wee bit. You're on fire, Sean. We'll speak to you soon. Take care, Sean. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Thank Sean. You. Bye, Thanks, Sean. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Headline there at five, Douglas Park has stood down as chairman of Rangers. After three years, the vice chairman, John Bennett, steps up to that top board position at Ibrox. Rangers fan, well, Sean was on already saying that Rangers and Celtic should allow opposition fans in for the old firm derby. And I think uh, so many of you are also on the socials at Go Football Show. What do you think about it? It's not going to happen this year, but for next season, what is going to happen? Uh, here's some news from England. Mitrovic has been banned for seven games after the push on the referee. Uh, John, your reaction to that seven-game ban? Well, you can't push a referee, can you? You know, you, you can't, you know, put your hands yep. on a referee. Um, <clears throat> listen, I I made a big mistake years ago when I was at West Ham. Um, I regretted it, um, and I had to take the the chi- I had to take it on the chin in terms of my fine. I got I got banned for four games, fined a lot of money. Um, it's just one of these things. I'm sure he's regretting it, uh, but I, I believe he's apologised as well. So has Marco Silva, the the Fulham manager, and that's all you can do. We all make mistakes, and uh, you have to hold your hand up, take whatever punishment comes your way. And I think seven games. People will say it's not enough. He needed more. People will say it's a bit harsh. Every lab their opinions. I I, I feel he's apologised. He's made a big mistake. Uh, he's come out and he's, he's admitted you know, he's admitted yeah. that with his manager. I feel it's probably about right. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, I think John's spot on. Yep. Um, I watched the game. Fulham should have been out of sight that day. Mm-hmm. Old Trafford yep. were brilliant. And I think it was the frustration caused from um, well, the way cup ties work and at the stadiums like Old Trafford, you don't put them away, they'll punish you. All of a sudden, they went from cruising in the game to down to 10 men and he's just reacted overreacted and he's made the mistake that hopefully he learns from and, and never makes again What did you make of Harry Kane last night John as a former striker were you surprised well, I, at I, the, I, I thought it the, was shocking the way he went down and yeah. feigned injury I, I thought uh, yeah. I follow Henry Winter quite a lot yeah, the, writer, um, the, the, the writer, writer a great writer uh, really really good we used to work for the Times sure. what's he saying? He's saying he's just shocking. He's just kind of completely out of order, and that's this. You know, this spread irrespective of the fact he's he's England captain, and a lot of people look up to him. His actions were wrong. I, I've always been an advocate against against cheating, um, diving, yeah. you know, um, play acting, all these stuff. I'm dead against it, and I think there should be more punishment. I think it should they, they should be reprimanded in terms by the FA in terms of you know, bans or, or things like this. Mm. Um, because there's really no need for it. Why, why, why con everybody? You're conning yourself, ultimately. Sure. Fellow professional, Stephen, is it more prevalent now? Or what do you feel? Well, I think, um, I mean, the Curie, whose team in the relegation battle, who are really good on the night, mm. could have cost his team dearly. That mm. First and foremost, I think that taken away. Harry Kane in the heat at the moment, you're trying to gain an advantage. He's dropped to the floor. The, the worst bit for me was the fact he stayed down. 
come on, you're not injured. You've you've, yeah. you've got the bat. You've got your man poor. sent off. Whatever poor. you think of that, yeah. but get up. It was poor, really, really poor. This time last week, John, you were off to Hamden. What a night it was. You must have been so proud of your brother and the whole team. And that win over Spain was... What did you feel? That was amazing. Uh, the best, but I mean, we sat in this studio and the, and the Spain team came in mm-hmm. and with, with all the changes. Yeah. And you do look, we now have a team on paper where the, the clubs are playing at, the levels are playing at in the, the English Premier League and Celtic captain. We, we've got a good team. And when the Spain team came in with eight changes, I thought... I think they've underestimated as a, wee, as a wee bit and and on the night I think other than a 15 minute spell just before half time where we'd, we had to dig in a bit obviously we've got good players I thought we were really in control and the second half I mean I've been at lots of Scotland games I was at the game where Gary Caldwell scored when we beat France and that was that was 95 minutes torture yeah. um, we couldn't get out of our box never mind our half but I just the, the last 20 minutes I'm thinking this is Scotland beating Spain yeah. and totally in control um, brilliant night and what a start we've had to the group. And how's John afterwards? What's he saying about that special 10 days he had with Scotland? Yeah, it was it was a brilliant, uh, on a personal level, obviously gets his goal, um, he beats Spain and then obviously goes out and, and breaks his duck. He had a wee, yeah. had a bad spell with goal scoring with Villa. Um, I think they were upset every time he we went away with Scotland, yeah. having yeah. not scored for so yeah. long, he would, he would score for Scotland. So I was delighted for him getting his goal at the weekend. So what a strike it was, wasn't it, against uh, Chelsea? Do you feel bad that he helped to get Graham Potter the sack? Of course, it's never a laughing matter if a John, manager John's goes, been but what a player. For a while, yeah. Paul, he's, you know, yeah. he's, he's been so consistent. Stephen will chair them. It's his brother, he's very proud of him, yeah. but uh, he's been doing this now for a while, a good couple of years. His levels, his, his consistency, he scores goals, you know, he gets around the pitch and doing it also for his country. He's become a pivotal member now of Steve Clark's national team. He's a he's a shoe in for Aston Villa and uh, you know his performances, his levels since going down the Premier League has uh, has gone through the roof. He's been outstanding. I'm not just saying that. No. I'm a big fan of John McGinn, but um his consistency, his performances for both club and country you know, I've been outstanding. 16 goals, he's chasing what Kenny Miller, isn't he? Ali McCoist and out and out strikers. Yeah, yeah. and then the names and even just come past John James McFadden who yeah. who was mm-hmm. such an icon for Scotland and when you think down he, the, the names he's chasing down like Ali McCoist, um, even even talking in the same breath that he could maybe catch Kenny DeGleese and Dennis Law and just, it's amazing. Um, it's amazing what he's doing, what he's continuing to do for Scotland um, he's now doing it with Villa. He, I think he spoke openly at the weekend that under Steven Gerrard, he, he, his, his level had dipped. He was playing a bit deeper, and Unai Emery's pushed him up the park, and, and he's really back to his best. He's loving it. Family will maybe be down at Leicester against Aston Villa because since we spoke to both of you, Brendan Rodgers has gone. And I was just thinking, we started this season. This was Brendan Rodgers against uh, Steven Gerrard, which just a few years ago they were in the dugouts at. Uh, mm. Ibrox and, and Celtic Park so it's funny how it all changes isn't it Brendan Rodgers could you see him bouncing back I, I expect to, to see him get another job um, I wasn't actually surprised it seemed mm. to go a bit sour there and I mean they're on they're in serious threat of, of relegation from only was it a year or two ago they won the FA Cup never mind the league one so um, the, the club had been worried about the slide that from a Villa point of view you never want to be the club that goes next after a manager loses his job because it seems to be a reset button And I can't remember a time in the Premier League where there's three managers jobs currently yeah. up for grabs you know Tottenham I know they made an interim sort of decision um, and 12 managers have gone this Chelsea, season Chelsea yeah, sure. Leicester yeah. 
There's three Tottenham. at one particular yeah. time. I, I could see Brendan Rodgers jumping straight back in. I, I don't think he'll struggle mm. for a job. I think he's proved, you know, his worth. He's, he's a very, very good manager. You know, finished second in the Premier League, won an FA Cup at Leicester. All right, yeah, he's he's failed in the last two years to to get a really good Leicester team into the Champions League. They were in good position, but they quite they finished fifth and sixth, I think it was, in the last two years. Yeah. He would have loved to have done that at Leicester. Mm. And I think he'd have kept Leicester up this season. You know, there's yeah. another eight or nine games, sure. I think it is, to go. Saturday was cruel, wasn't it? Last kick yeah. of the ball. Yeah, he'd have took yeah. Leicester. So I, I just think he, he'll, he'll get refreshed. Okay. Um, and I believe he'll, he'll be ready to go and, and take another job. Our neighbours across the border are never shy in telling us that they've got the best league in the world. Yeah. But it is brilliant this season. I mean, there is so much to play for. There's so many teams. I mean, even um, teams down 8th and 9th thinking Champions League football. Yeah, teams sure. maybe 12th or 13th are thinking about relegation. But with that creates boardroom panic. And they're thinking, can we get a manager managerial bounce that maybe give us a 8-9 points required that might... Get, get us to your objective this season yeah it was a it wasn't super Sunday for the managers was it we heard the news and uh, the news from Leicester was by mutual agreement and it may mm. have been in that case he may have said right okay it's time to go because remember he came so close two years running that was the last their last game yeah. they were just it, that way from we, getting Champions listen, League it could be a case yeah. of Leicester might have got it right sure. you know yeah. they might have got it wrong Leicester might go down and all of a sudden people would say well he should have kept him if Leicester stay up, sure. you know, well, it's the right choice. You know, who knows what's going to happen? But I believe, um, I believe he, he wouldn't have got relegated if he stayed at Leicester. That's only my opinion. Sure. And Leicester have got two, well, I've got a few names in the frame. They're saying Rafa might come in till the end of the season, but they want either Graham Potter and they're also on the list as Ange Postacoglu. But the word is that he, well, don't think he's you ready to go. You, you always yeah. hope these clubs have a plan. I mean, do they yeah. sack a manager and then go, what do we do now? Mm. Because when a manager's proven that he's been successful at a club, you never know what goes on in the background. But see if the players still like the manager. That's that's a huge thing. And it didn't seem that the players had kind of he'd lost the dressing room or anything. And and, he, and as John said, he's he's had a good record at Leicester and every chance of keeping them up. He knows what all the players' qualities have got. I, th- I always wonder what the, these boards do if they've not got a plan for the next manager of course yeah and money was not what it was when he went down there anyway uh, Celtic fans I don't think he'll be coming back to Celtic somebody was on yesterday asking if Andrew goes to Leicester and it's not happening that. we're looking forward to the weekend both of them winning uh, at the weekend just gone past Rangers beating uh, Dundee United on Saturday comfortable really comfortable um we knew they were going to make life difficult for us. You've only got to take one look at the league table to know that. And, you know, they've got nine cup finals or eight eight more now. We started the game quite well. The keeper makes a big save from from Tav. And then their lad has an injury. We have Borna and it gets a bit stuffy. So we needed the first goal. It was a fantastic goal as well. And Todd and, and Malik, that's a relationship I really want to uh, encourage. And, and, and we've done a lot of work on it. And it was a really good first goal. Ryan Kent nearly scored a fantastic second one. So we could have gone in at half-time 3-0 in front. We're not, so it's a dangerous scoreline. But I thought we were, we were comfortable throughout. Alan had very little to do. And the only part I'll nitpick on is, can we be a little bit more ruthless? Because we're creating a lot of chances. Yeah, a bit more ruthful, uh, ruthless. Sorry, uh, And they'll have to be maybe this weekend, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. I think that first goal we spoke about, the, the Campbell pass to Tillman, I think for a, for a few years now in some of these games um, at Ibrox when, when Rangers are expected to win and come in, there's been 
an unhappiness with the Rangers and playing two holding midfielders has been with a combination of Kamara, Lindstrom, Jack and, or Stephen Davis. I think it'll be a quite a good thing, a positive thing for Rangers fans going forward that if this Tillman Cantwell combination can catch fire with two attacking midfielders and it then it flips it and turn them into more of an attacking team and, and the goals maybe come with, with adding a striker in the summer. John, yeah, because a lot of Rangers fans wanted to see them play with Raskin, for example, alongside uh, Cantwell, at least one of them yeah. the last time. But Tillman at the weekend was impressive. Well, he is a good player, isn't he? We we know that. You know, we know he's on loan from Bayern Munich. There's been strong, strong talk of uh, Rangers wanted to keep him. I'm not, not quite sure figures-wise, but... Uh, you know, he won't be cheap. His um, his transfer fee and obviously the wages that go with that. But if they really, uh, you know, if they really f- um, believe in him and um, and he's coming into real good form, he's been in decent form. He's been in and out, but you know, he's been their go-to man lately. You know, he's scored some big goals. Um, he's one. Uh, I think that would that would make him a better team. Of course, if they were to go and keep him. What's Ange saying about the 24 hours later it went to six points and then up to Dingwall it's never easy up there is it Celtic won 2-0 here's the manager yeah look uh, yeah obviously positive result and performance um, yeah we knew it was going to be a tough day today with yeah, the conditions and, and the way they play um, they make it awfully hard for you to sort of get a foothold in the game and like I said with the pitch the way it is uh, so we had to grind it a bit um, probably a bit wasteful particularly in the front third to put the game away but again the lads showed you know, strong mentality to Keep him out of our goal and uh, good three points. And what about the first goal? It's good to get a goal at any time. I mean, you know, we, we were sort of threatening before then. We hit the post. We had a couple of good chances. Uh, the keeper made a couple of good saves. So, um, to be honest, I didn't know I was in the dressing rooms when they said it was a penalty. I just had to check to see who got it because uh, <laughs> I wasn't really sure. But, uh, yeah, obviously getting the, 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 the goal was good. But, um, like I said, I thought we were just a bit wasteful in the front third. We had opportunities to really kill the game off. And, uh, you know, when it's so tight you, know, you keep the opposition in the game Stephen I think the 11 Celtic outfield players have been relieved to to get the goal when they did they may have got a bit of a rocket at half time mm. I don't think that was Celtic at a free and flowing best and manage, uh, Malcolm McKay's an old manager of mine I know how good the manager he is and how um, hard they can make them to uh, to beat and they, they made it difficult for Celtic yeah. they, they were really physical they, they, they were aggressive and Celtic were finding it harder than they usually do to break them down so the timing of it was perfect in, in terms of they so Celtic players going in to see Ange at halftime. Mm. What do you think Celtic were missing then at the weekend? Is it those players that we talked about earlier? I just think it was the type of... Uh, they, they dug out a win. They, they had probably six or seven of the players probably played their worst games of the season. Um, I think I, th- I think there's a few positives. I thought Alistair Johnson, I mean, he looks like signing the season. Um he, he's upgraded on Juranovic by the looks of it which is a really impressive feat but I just they just struggled to really get into their groove and um, obviously they score with a, a rocket from the left back and a penalty so it wasn't them the free flowing best but it's another one ticked off John? Well I don't think that you can always be spectacular I think Ange tries to put the a team out that can that can win the game and that can play play uh, play their football as he likes to say Um you know, with a with a high press and a, a you know and, and and get their full backs forward, overlap, get crosses in the box, and you know um, create space in midfield, create a spare man, get chances. And I just think he was, he was a little bit stiffly, you know, in the in the first half, and uh, and then they managed to to get a penalty, you know, and that that helps them. Of course, they don't get many Celtic, but they got one. 
got one in their favour if you like but I didn't think he hit the boy's arm I thought he was a penalty um, under the way it's interpreted now it was wasn't yeah, it yeah. exactly right. listen yeah. we've seen penalties similar and they're given some sure. are not given you know but I thought it was a penalty and and then Celtic went and got a, a second goal and ultimately then it looks a good result it's a clean sheet but the week before they won 4-1 the week before that they won 5-1 6-1 whatever it was but they can't always win 4-5-6 you know, some days, and Ross County are, by the way, entitled to create a chance. Of course. The professional footballers, you know, they work on <laughs> yeah. their team. Yeah. Oh, Marky Mackay's team are entitled yeah. to have a go against Celtic, yeah. you know, and, and and that's how it is. But you cannot be, you know, uh, I know Anne's won some of the standards are incredible and this is what he wants from the boys but I don't care who you are. You see Man City lose to Southampton. You see Man City, mm. you know, as good as they yeah. are, and, and as as fantastic to watch they are, you cannot, you know, produce performances at the very every single time you go and play. So sometimes you've got to win ugly, Paul, and that's what Celtic did at the weekend. Countdown is on to the big game, especially the derby. There's so many this weekend as well. But Celtic Rangers and John Hartson will be with us here on Go Radio with Barry Ferguson. We're going to be on air from 12. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Paul Cooney with John Hartson and Stephen McGinn with Macklin Motors, the Go Radio Football Show. On every night, thank you for making the switch. So many people tuning in. Big Bad John with us on a Tuesday. You're not big bad Stephen. I'll come up with something for you there. Stephen McGinn. Have you seen uh, him play? Yeah, what's that? Have you seen him play? Oh, I have actually. He is yeah. big bad Stephen. Uh, yeah, he puts it about a little bit. Yeah. Mess about. He's shrinking violet, yeah. Stephen. Right. Are you going to give him a couple of tips about scoring goals though? Because Falkirk, since the Bairns haven't scored a goal since they, that glorious win over Air United oh, in the Cup well, quarterfinal. Yeah, you know, it's just, I never went on many barren spells. Oh, but exactly. The one <laughs> yeah. or two that I went on. Yeah. I just think you've got to get on the training ground and just get used to hitting the back of the net, you know, mm. just keep going over what comes to you and, you know, get get one of the lads, get a spare, get a goalkeeper out, stay out a little bit longer, maybe give it an extra half an hour mm. and just get used to having strikes on goal and just... Maybe if you are lacking a little bit in confidence, just that'll get your confidence back. So when you when you go into a game situation, which is totally different, you know, at least you've got that technique that you've practiced on, type of thing. That's what I would say. What did you practice on, John? Give us one little t- tip. What did you do at training that maybe you know might be a good idea? Just getting a clean strike. I think yeah. when you go in, I think you sometimes centre forwards they, they they tend to panic a little bit, but you've got always got more time. Than what you think. Really? Yeah. yeah, you watch it over, you watch it on a on a video or a replay, and you know, when you go home, you think, Oh, I could have took a touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could have just fainted and um, you know, fainted to shoot yeah. and maybe wait for the keeper to go one way and put it. I've always think you got a little bit more time and just get that clean strike. You know, um that that's 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 that was always in my thought process. Muscle again, what do you think? Are you listening? <laughs> uh, just yeah. talking about the time at I wasn't in that position very often, but quite a famous, well, not a famous one in yeah. my career. I was playing for Sheffield United at Notts County one day with Nigel Clough, and we won one with about 15 minutes to go. And I've thought, I knew it about a time, I knew the defender was, I've chopped him. And as he's came, I could have maybe just put it in, but I knew he was coming again, so I've chopped him again, seeing I'd done it a second time. All of a sudden, another defender came and I put it over the bar. 
we ended up losing the game 2-1 and I got the absolute rollicking of all rollickings from Nigel Clough I think I played again for about two months so Wait Shane if, you, if you've gone 2-1 they might, they might not have got back in it oh we'd have won it was, like, it was a nice goal to win and I, t- I took what far you too midfield yeah. at the time yeah midfield yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was sub for the next month <laughs> well, he, 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 Nigel Clough yeah. never missed a chance did he never never ever missed good striker, a chance 100%, 100% strike rate <laughs> Home of Scottish football here at the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Looking forward to the weekend. Uh, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu talking about the character in his team who've gone with what only one defeat all season, and he's speaking about his players. Yeah, well, we've had to. Um, you know, it's not the first time, and it's no doubting the character of this group, and uh, they've been doing it for a very long time. And uh, you know, whatever the challenge is, the one thing you know is that they're going to, you know, right till the, till the end of the game, they're going to be at it, and and. You know, trying to overcome whatever challenge there is. Is there going to be a challenge about uh, Taylor? He went off early. This is what the manager said at full time. Yeah, so I think it's just a dead leg. I think he just got a bit of a knock and he's struggling with it, but nothing too serious. Sounds as though Greg Taylor will be okay. Well, they've had a week as well now to prepare, haven't they? You know, uh, which is always good. The players can get, um, you know, they can give their body a little bit of a rest and, you know, do what they need to do to get themselves right for the next game. Psychology, John, how big a part of it is it on the way? Everyone wants to talk about the game. Obviously, you know, we haven't even mentioned any of the other games for this weekend. It's about Celtic Rangers on Saturday. How did you deal with it? I, I just had to make sure that I, I was in a good frame of mind. I was in a positive frame of mind. You know, you get nerves, you know, naturally. Yeah. But I think it's it's good to get nerves. You know, I think there was nervous tension going around the dressing room. But... You have to believe you can go and win. I think Rangers will, will will have to have that positive feeling as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtic will 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 look at the the previous games that they've played and and the fact they've only lost one all season. They're in an imperious position, being nine points clear. Um, and the way I used to go about it was, I can't look after anybody else's game. I can't make Alan Thompson get up and down that line. I can't make the Jay Gap or crosses and all I had to do was make sure that I won my headers. I had the better of my particular direct opponent, the centre-half, whoever he was. I had to make sure I I did better than him uh, on the day and won my personal battle. Now, generally, I know it's an old saying, but if you've got more in your side that win more personal battles, ultimately, you, you predominantly, you go and win the game. So I knew, because I couldn't take care of anybody else. I can only sort my own sure. little job at what I had to do. So that I think if everybody has that mindset, then then then, and we had good we had good players. Well, so did Rangers have good players yeah. at the time. We had good players with good mindset, you know, and, and and big belief in their own ability. And generally, we we did quite well in these particular games. We lost some as well, yeah, of course, sure. we did. We, but um, you know, on the day, I think. Uh, you know, it's whoever handles the occasion as well, you know, the, the better. Stephen, do you remember watching those games in those days? Because you talk about good players, he's understated, isn't he? The great players yeah, on both I, sides. I mean, uh, you look back, some of the, some of the quality of the games, uh, the players, I mean, some of the best players in Europe at the time were playing in the fixture. But I think you talk about the psychology of the game Saturday. I think it's a big one for some of the Rangers boys. I know going to some places where you've not played well. I mean, this is a ground they, they lost 4 now early in the season. Yeah. A guy like Borna Barisic, who's had a decent season, mm-hmm. he has, um, but he's come under a huge criticism for his for a few of his mm-hmm. Celtic Park performances. 
he'll be thinking, right, this is a big this is a big week for me. James Tavernier, last three trips, captain of the team, 8-1 in, in aggregate out of the three games. He needs to be a Rangers captain that goes and gets his sleeves up and, and, and gets these through because they don't have that, the, the fans in the corner, they, they give them that wee bit of strength in it and a fan's never scored the goal but they give you that extra, extra couple of yards to, to get you through tough spells in the game and they're going to have tough spells and it's the accusation is will, will they go through it will they stand up and be counted I think you can drive others on as well with your own performances do you know if, if you're having a if, if your first touch is poor um, then make sure your, your next touch is better but if, I, if I'm looking if I'm looking at somebody like a Petrov and he runs past me and he's driving on it inspires you in the game yeah it inspires you. Well, he's doing it and I've got to do it, you know, and the more players that do it in that particular one team, you know, get a lift and get inspired, all of a sudden you can get on top, you get in front and you want to hold on and it's all about, it, it is psychology, but ultimately I can't play for anybody else. Yeah. I can only play yeah. for myself. You know, that, that, that that's the bottom line. So if, I, if I'm at it, then obviously the others have got to be at it as well to, to go and win a football match. Stephen said a few moments ago that Juranovic was terrific, but Alistair Johnson probably an upgrade, even better. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Alistair Johnson in general, and what about the way he played against Ross County? Well, I, th- I think he's come in and he, he's, he's been a very, very good signing, along with many other really good signings. I know Ange doesn't like to particularly single players out, but otherwise he'd be singling 15 of his signings out because they've all yeah. done except really, really well going back to the goalkeeper, yeah. you know. Um, but Alistair Johnson being excellent I think he's just he's gone into that right back position he's looked as if he's been there for three or four seasons mm-hmm. remember he was replacing one of the best right backs in the World Cup mm-hmm. in Juranovic who had a, fa- who had a fantastic World Cup Croatia um, you know international so for me he's not looked out of, out, of, out of place he seems a really good character yeah. as well he'll mm-hmm. get up and he'll speak and he'll do the interviews after the game, he comes across very well, very intelligent young man. Um, but no, in terms of his ultimately, his performances are what it's all about. And I think he's been excellent, I really do. And the key men for Rangers then for this clash this weekend, Stephen, you mentioned earlier, tell me he was really impressive at the weekend and he needs to link up well. It's Sakala up front, can you see him rather than Morelos or Cholak? Yeah, and over the last season or two, the, the games with Rangers have had success and caused Celtic pro- problems. Uh, Fashion Sakala has been at the heart of a lot of it. Uh, Cup semi-final, yep. the 2-2 game earlier in the season, he had real strong performance. Um, I'm interested to see what uh, Michael Beale goes with this weekend because as much as the Rangers fans will put demand on, they'll be desperate to go and throw punches. Uh, they are going to Celtic Park um, against a team that have a lot of pace who like to really attack. So I'm interested to see what he goes with, especially in the midfield area. But I think Ryan Kent and, and Fashion Sakala have a real job of, of pinning back the Celtic fullbacks. You heard Barry's team last night. He reckons at the back, no change. And McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Davies and Barisic. Would you both agree on that, probably? Yeah, I think yeah, that's Sure, it, it picks itself. And then Raskin, if he's back, Jack and Cantwell, Kent and Tillman and Sakala. That's what Barry reckons tomorrow night. Would Kent... Tillman, Sakala. I think Sakala's a shoe-in mm-hmm. because he has, he has caused yeah. Celtic a few problems. I think he's got pace. He's willing to run in behind. Uh, Kent plays all day long. Um, Tillman on the back of his form, mm-hmm. definitely. No Raskin. 
Yeah, Barry had Raskin in if if he's fit. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, what's a midfielder you yeah. said? So Raskin, Jack, and Cantwell, right? Kent and Tillman, Sakala up front. See, mm. I, I would I would like Sakala more of an, in the wide area. Okay. I don't think he's yeah. a. I don't think he's the type of striker that leads the line. Um, I don't think his pace will necessarily cause Carter Vickers and, and Starfield as much problems as he would maybe Greg Taylor in the wide area. So mm. I, for me, if I was picking the Rangers team at the weekend, I would have um, Sakala and Ryan Kent and I'd have Cholak. And it would be three from that four midfield. Um, he'll play Tillman. If he goes Cholak, he'll put, he'll put Tillman in a deeper role. I don't right. think he'll leave yeah. him out. Mm. I think he has to start. I think he's got a big call. I mean, mm. we just spoke about Cantwell and, and Tillman. I think if Raskin's fit, it'll be Raskin and Jack. And I think it'll be Tillman or Cantwell. Rangers fans, what do you feel? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And after the news, we'll get the Celtic teams from Stephen and from John. Uh, and what do you think? Or join us at the socials at Go Football Show. Remember, we're on on Saturday from 12 on the way to the game. And uh, afterwards as well, we'll still be on air and looking forward to it very much with uh, two people. Stephen, when you think about it, John Hartson and Barry Ferguson, two massive names in this game. Yeah, uh, those games you spoke about from that era, uh, two huge characters, two major performers in those games. Um, some games, they, well, John is a match winner. Yep. Barry, any success Rangers have, he, he was the heart of it. So two huge characters and... Uh, two big characters at goal. Many goals in it. I don't want to ask you this time, but at the moment, Stephen, are there going to be goals? At the weekend? Yep. I think there will be. I think Rangers are going to have to have a goal. I think it will suit uh, Celtic, but I also think Rangers can score. John, we'll ask you after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kenneth Head Road, Darnley. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Hour two with John Hartson and Stephen McGinn. The build-up is on to the big game on Saturday. 12.30, but we're on air from 12 with Big John and Barry Ferguson. Tomorrow night, it's going to be Barry and Peter Grant in this same studio. Both of them, of course, veterans of this game, the Glasgow Derby, the Old Firm Derby. Who cares what you want to call it? Uh, some news down south. It's not actual, definitely happening, but Jeremy Frimpong, I see it's mm. on Sky as well, has held positive talks with Manchester United. And that could, uh, well, there'd be a sell-on for Celtic yeah. as well. John, if that were to happen, well, Frimpong. He, he, yeah, he came up, didn't he? He was a young boy. Yeah. started at Man City. I think they got him for <clears throat> less than mm. half a million. Um, and then he went to buy a yeah. Leverkusen for 11 million, which is a big Huge. fee at the time. Yeah. Um, and obviously now, um, I think he must have improved a lot as well, Paul, playing yep. in the in the Bundesliga, um, because he was a good player. He was up, he was up and down, but I don't think anybody really thought that he would go on and maybe become Manchester United class at that particular time. But uh, he's, the boy's obviously done very well. But in that cell, he had great pace, and he was always willing to go up and down that right hand side. He was mm. a willing sort of worker, so. 
fair play to him. He, he could be on the back of a huge move to United. And that's the model that Seth Celtic so well, Stephen, hasn't it? Buying them cheap and then developing and selling on. Yeah, and, and it's the, the dream is, is part of that selling fee when the, the English big boys come in and the type of fee that, that, that he could potentially go for. But, I mean, he, attacking-wise... He, he was brilliant up here. I mean, he was a real. He got fans off the off their seat, off their backsides, and he's got eight goals and six assists in the Bundesliga this season, which is really good numbers for a right, right back. And um, the one th- accusation, one kind of issue he had up here was defensively. Yeah. Still a young fullback at the time, and if if he's brushed himself up on that, um, then I can see, I can see him being a target. That definite. Billy's been on from Aberdeen on the socials at Go Football Show he's a Celtic fan says shock, horror Ange Postacoglu linked with Leicester mm-hmm. it's been Leeds Southampton Brighton Bournemouth Aston Villa Southampton Wolves and Crystal Palace Southampton's in there twice Billy uh, and, and the Palace these so-called links lose credibility when it's every job it's not educated or research journalism it's just rubbish so he's not happy about it good point but, though yeah, but his name is he's on a list at Leicester whether you like it or not I see Brendan Rodgers in the last few moments has been saying that he's not happy and he's disappointed with the Leicester statement after he left the club on Sunday Brendan Rodgers said he had every confidence that the club would have stayed up if he was still in charge um, he was sacked or he parted company after four years in charge when Leicester sat 18th in the league. Uh, Brendan Rodgers said, I'm looking forward to having a chance to reflect, recharge and get ready for the next opportunity. So those are the words of the former Celtic manager. Yeah. And John... Well, he was having a poor season, you know, to his own standards. Yeah. He was. um, And he'll know that. And Mm. and he'll know he he would have needed to to pick the team up in the last 10 games or whatever games that are left. And I believe, I said it earlier on, I, th- I think he would have got that. Um, it's only my opinion. Listen, yeah. you know, if they could go down and Leicester will be proven to be right. But uh, I do believe that Brendan's a very good coach. Uh, I, I didn't, I wasn't very happy the way that he left Celtic. and I, I, I think I uh, share a lot of Celtic supporters' opinions on that. Um, and I had my say at the time. But, um, you know, I think it's a matter of time before he gets another big job because he's a very, very good manager. There's no doubt in that. And what about Billy's comments there? You still play. He's having a go, I think, at journalism for anybody who is mentioning the fact that Postacoglu is being linked, albeit tenuously, with some of the jobs. What do you feel, Stephen? Yeah, I can understand his frustration. Um, Celtic have got a manager that uh, they love. They don't want him to stay and look to go it, it, yeah. it must be it must be frustrating when any job comes up in England it's automatically he, he gets linked with it but I mean he, he, he's doing a good job and part of that doing good jobs is people will be speaking about him so uh, I get on, on the Brendan Rodgers one they've got a game I mean loses his job they've got two home games this week against Aston Villa mm. tonight and, and Bournemouth on Saturday they've been on a real bad run they've had some good fixtures that they've dropped points in that they've not won since the start of February he would have been looking at these two home games as a chance to get them going again and he probably thought he had the money in the bank with the FA Cup win and, and he was under constraints this season he, he wasn't able to bring people in So, I think with Ange only my personal view is that they've done so well in the league winning the league last year retaining the league this year will be a massive plus point for him and I think he, he will want to do better in Europe I think he'll want to challenges players uh, on a different level of course which Europe is to the 
Scottish Premiership. It's a total different ball game. What does um, he need, John? Uh, we maybe don't have time for that just now. But what 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 do they need more, to, to more, step more, up? Well, quality players yeah. in areas that are better than the ones you've got, and they're not easy mm. to find. He's got a very good team, but you know, you look at last year, the Champions League. I thought they did very well. I thought mm. they were very unfortunate at times not to go in front in games. So the, the, the finishing, you know, the, the goal scoring in the Champions League games probably let them down because they never took their opportunities. They had, they did have many mm-hmm. against Real Madrid. We keep going on about it. Abada misses from, goes through on one one and one yep. Maeda misses mm-hmm. from three yards. Callum McGregor hits the post. This is in the first half. We can't keep making excuses about yep. it. We're playing against the top team. When you're playing against top teams, you have to score to make a fist of the game. Otherwise, eventually, they'll, they'll, they'll come back at you and, and beat you. Um, so he'll know what he needs, but I think that will be a really big challenge for Hans that I think he'll be excited about. But of course, um, to do that, you know, he, he will need to commit himself to the club, which I think he will. But I said the same about Brendan Rodgers, but this sure. guy seems to know, um, he seems to get it. He seems to love the football club. And, and I genuinely believe that that's where he wants to go next. Having worked so hard, I think they will win the title um, to get into that Champions League. You know? Stephen, Matt O'Reilly has been out saying he reckons Callum McGregor is good enough to play alongside Luka Modric and Tony Cruz at Real Madrid, as we've just mentioned, the, the team he played so well against. Uh, one, could you, do you agree with him? Well, I mean... He's good timing because only a week ago tonight he was mm-hmm. running past the young superstar from Barcelona, Gavi, like he wasn't there. Yeah. So, But I just I, I said it last week, I thought Cal McGregor's Scotland career was a little bit underrated. Mm-hmm. 50, 51 caps in now. Um, absolutely unbelievable what he does. Every single game he plays. He, when you think of people rotation, getting subbed, he never gets subbed, never mind rotated. He plays at such a high level and... Honestly, Celtic are so lucky that they've had him for so long. Outstanding player. Mm. He, he is so good. Um, his balance, his bravery, you know, he goes and takes it in really tight areas, uses the ball well, can, you know, play it through the eye of a needle, right type of weight, gets back, fitness levels up and down. He's a terrific player. Uh, I can't wax lyrical, mm. you know, more about him. And as a captain, John? Brilliant. Leads by example, mm. you know, and... Uh, he probably talks a little bit more now as he's, as he's got more experienced in the role than maybe what he did when he first took it. Um, when he first took it, obviously, he led by example, by his performances. But now, having to got to know the players, the players respect him because he's the skipper, he's probably more vociferous now because he feels more confident within himself and the group, do you know? And uh, so when people say he's different to Scott Brown, Scott Brown yeah. used to, you know, he, he used to be, you know, quite vocal in the dress and on, on the pitch. Callum McGregor, Callum McGregor is now doing that. Yeah. But it's, it's took him a while to, to get to that place because initially he was seen as this shy lad, but, you know, went and played really well. But for me, I think he talks more than what people give him credit for. Yeah, I think he used that to take his game to the next level. I think the... The noise, the doubts that Cal McGarr can't replace Scott Brown. Mm. Scott Brown was this all-conquering Celtic captain, leader. Callum McGregor can't do that. I think he's he, he's been out and said, no, watch this. Yeah. And I think he's taking his game to the new level. John, um, he looks more animated even in the huddle at the beginning. Mm. Is, there a, is there a rule? Do the players never reveal what's said in the huddle? Uh, Genuinely, I, I don't think I've ever asked you that. No, I just think it's a yeah. case of, come on, let's do it today. Yeah. You know, we're this far forward, this... 
Let's not let each other down. Let's mm. work for each other. Let's get forward. Let's get back. It's general. It's, it's just yeah, general. Sure. You know, and the captain will speak. And then everybody will go, come on, at the end of it, you know. That's <laughs> yeah. all it was. Lenny, when I was at Celtic, I had I had three or four of them doing the huddle. It was, it was Tam Boyd, there was Jackie, there was Lenny, and there was Lambeau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had four captains. And they, they were all different the way they said it, but that's generally what mm. they say. It's no big secret. It's sure. like, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's just reminding the lads how to go about it. Mm. Come on, it's a big one today, you know, let's... Let's go about it in the right way, type of things, you know. Would see the four captains you speak about? Would they usually as a, I'm captain just now? There's a kind of onus on you to be, set those reminders before you go out. Would they wait until get into the huddle to do that instead of doing it, or would they still do that in the dressing room? I think they do both. Both, Stephen, yeah, you know, Neil was always reminding players of their duties before they went out, and and then obviously they get a second chance to do it. Then remember that huddle is only about 10, 15 seconds. So you can probably say more, you know, yeah. in the in the dressing room. And yeah. then when you go out in the huddle, mm. everybody's, you know, really ready to go. The hairs on the back of your neck are standing up, really. But it's just it's just reminders then, I would have thought. If yeah. you've gone for too long, the referee will start without you, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the longest? Was there one of them that would go on a wee bit longer? Oh, Tom Boyd, maybe? No, no. possibly. Yeah. Boyd, he could talk a bit, yeah. <laughs> so can John Hartson. He's here tonight at the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors and with Stephen McGinn, who's also got a big game this weekend. Just touching on the games last weekend, given that we're just on Tuesday, Motherwell, a big win for them against Hebs. Kilmarnock, massive win against Hearts, 2-1. Uh, Rangers, 2-0 against Dundee United, we spoke about. St Mirren, 3. Livingston, 0. And St Johnson, 0. Aberdeen, 1. Barry some Robson. huge results. Uh, yeah. Some huge results there. So what about Kilmarnock then? I see they've gone to the seaside for training. They're down at Largs. That was uh, your old club. You spent some some good time there. You were just there last season. Uh, so they're down to be on the actual proper pitch around the artificial to get ready for the upcoming away games. Yeah, uh, Derek McInnes tears his hair out with the away record. Mm. He, he, he wants to find a solution. Someone as experienced as him, he, he hasn't been able to find a solution. One of the things is... It is so different when you. I was at Kilmarnock all last season. When you go onto a grass pitch, it, it plays different. Mm-hmm. Um, for for all the astroturf is and all the criticism of it, it is so different, and and it can give you a disadvantage going going away. And Kilmarnock are really, I mean, it, it's poor. Their, their way record is poor. So down at Largs, which is a bit of a trek for some of the boys. So yeah. I'm sure if they can come back from Petrodri with the, the three points, it will be well worth it. Is it slower when you're on the proper natural pitch? I I just found the AstroTurf. I actually don't. I don't like watching games on AstroTurf. Mm. I've grown to to like it. My last few teams have, have played in Astro, and you can kind of play on top of it. But it's grass is more. It's real. It's, it's grassy. Yeah. And if it's been raining, you sink into this. It's more of a. It's probably tougher to to run on it at yeah. times when you're that used to just playing on top of a carpet as yeah. a carpet mm. uh, you play on. So there's been a lot of talk about it. You know, managers don't like it. Players don't like the bounce of the ball. It can it can get slow on on a, on a summer day, but then again they, they tend to water it, yeah. which makes a, a little bit more zip in in the surface. But I was brought up on it with with Luton, of course, and in previously, yeah. you know, towards the end of my career, I had a couple of knee operations and yeah. things like this. I think it does it can affect your body sort of long term when you're on that astroturf. It's harder on the joints, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. football's meant to be played on grass. But I think yeah. the astroturf's here to stay. It's not so much astroturf, it's four G now. Yeah, sure. It's like mixed, it's mm. it's the plastic mm-hmm. and grass together. Um and I just think that clubs, lower clubs as well, can make an awful lot of finance from it. 
in terms of leasing leasing the pitch out 365 days a year makes no difference to the pitch I, th- I, I think there should be some sort of rule about um, if you're going to play if, if everyone's going to pay to play on it you need to wrap it up every two years yeah. for example mm-hmm. because some of the, the pitches are that we play, we play on they're three or four years out of date and they're so hard and Balls. so difficult to play yeah. on Celtic top of the table as we go into this huge week on 85 points after the 30 games Rangers on 76 Hearts in third there in a poor run as we know 45 points Aberdeen on 44 St Mirren on 41 and Hibs on 40 that's the top six Livy are in seventh spot on 39 Motherwell on 33 St Johnson a point behind on 32 Kilmarnock on 28 Ross County on 24 and Dundee United on 22 Who's going to come third, John? Do you think Hearts are going to rally again or is it going to be Aberdeen? Could it be St Mirren? Well, uh, I just think that um, Hearts will be doing everything just to stop the rot now. They'll be doing everything just to get back to winning ways. Um, You know, it's really funny. I wanted to bring this up, Paul, and ask Stephen what he thought. You look at at Aberdeen, right? They were woeful Mm -hmm. under under Jim Goodwin and now they seem to be on a great run again yeah. mm-hmm. and I, I, would, I wouldn't have thought you know an awful lot would have just, same, same, same personnel same players his players might have yeah. tweaked a little bit yeah. a new voice and all these things and then you look at um, Stuart Kettlewell it's not a bounce now it's not a bounce anymore it's actually taking the team forward and getting good results a bounce is the first game sure. possibly the second game but you cannot say bounce after three or four wins in five, five or six mm-hmm. games or whatever it is and it's just amazing because Jim Goodwin must be sitting there thinking, what, what, what's, what's, what's Barry Robson done differently to yeah. what I've done? How has he got this turnout to the players that I couldn't get? You know, I find it strange. Credit to Barry Robson as well. I saw that he's mm. got the same amount of wave victories already as Jim had. Um, so uh, he mentioned Stuart Kettle as well. What a brilliant win that was mm. for Motherwell. Mm. Um, and Van Veen came out and apologised yeah. for his performance after scoring two at Easter Road, which was uh, bizarre. Yeah. Sure. But he joined uh, an elusive club at Motherwell to score more than 20 goals in the season. So, uh, full credit to him. Good for him. What yeah. about the, the first goal? Oh, a special shot, boss, yeah. yeah. I, think he, I think he did a, a couple of times at Ibrooks mm-hmm. uh, for Rangers in his short spell there. And bags of quality. Had a bit of a difficult season at times, but uh, no, never doubting his quality and fancied him standing over that ball. What's your brother Paul saying about it? He must be loving life now at Motherwell. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, when you're you're down the bottom for so long, it's everything, the pressure, the the negativity that surrounds it, it, it can feel it strangling you. So he's had that release and, and they're playing well and they're winning games. And, and of course, against his old club, sorry to jump in, but that must have been sweet for him at the weekend to beat Hibs. Yeah, I mean, he had a good spell at Hibs. He was a, he was a really good Hibs player. And um, my, dad, my dad was at the game and pretty honest, he said Paul was, was excellent. Um, so Motherwell's gain is Hibs' loss. And John for Hibs, they're, uh, they're Marmite, aren't they? Sometimes they do really well. Lee Johnson's different kind of character, um, but he will also be worried because you know they're not in a good run at the moment, having got themselves in a good position. Yeah, they, they've been that type of club all season, haven't they? Yeah. Where they've had mm-hmm. some really difficult um, defeats. You know, the big one. Like it, was it yeah, hard? the hearts like indeed. Yeah. yeah, but then they bounce back. And but, then you bounce yeah. back and then you lose one where you think it's an opportunity to win one. So you, you have to question the players then, well, how can you go and play like this one week 
and then play like that. The mm. other week against probably lesser opposition. <clears throat> you know, the players have got to take some responsibility as well onto the pitch, I suppose. Um, but uh, I think Lee Johnson, initially, Hibs looked as if they could be in trouble. Mm. But he turned it round slightly, didn't he? And he won quite a few games there. Um, but again, you know, a, a big defeat at home at the weekend. Mm. All right, Motherwell been going well. But I would imagine that Hibs would have been expected to win that. That's sore for them at home. And then other of your old club, Stephen McGinn, St Mirren, what do you feel? 3-0 against Livy. Result of the weekend. Uh, going into it, honestly, I thought, like probably every St Mirren fan, uh, going into that game, it's going to be a really tight affair. Um, such a huge game in, in, in the terms of the top six and European places. And it could be. A, I genuinely thought it's a, this is a 0-0 or a one-goal game and to, they, they blew them away 3-0 in the first half and watching the highlights they look uh, good for, the, for their 3-0 as well by, by half time and a brilliant home record and another good season but it's it's St Mern the last few years have flirted with getting in the top six and they've not quite did it mm-hmm. it's time to get over the line I think the fans the fans can start to dream about the European trips if they can go to Tynecastle and get a result this weekend they just missed out two years ago remember Tony Fitzpatrick CEO at the time a legend at the football club said we're going to be top six and people said really? and they just missed out and a word for O'Hara double goal two goals at the weekend yeah and I think it took him to double figures for the season yep, which sure. is amazing yep. uh, for a St Mern midfielder at times he's played the holding role I know he hits the penalties, but it's, it's brilliant numbers. Sure are. It's yeah, St Mirren yeah. challenging for third. Only yeah, four indeed. points behind uh, Hearts. Stephen Robinson, uh, uh, a word for him, John. How yeah, he's done, done really yeah. well. I, I I didn't question it, but I thought when he went yeah. down, where did he go? Was it f- not Fleetwood? Where did he go? Where he went was to he? Morecambe. Morecambe and, and didn't yeah. didn't perform really. Nope. His team couldn't get... And then he had another opportunity of them being sacked at Motherwell. So... Yeah, listen, but he's come in and he's put all that to one side. Credit to St Mirren for giving him the opportunity and he's he's taken that opportunity now. You know, and and, him, and St Mirren, sorry, are going really well. I'd, I'd love to see them uh, really pushing for third. There's a lot of pressure on Hearts this weekend getting into that. Yeah. St Mirren are such mm-hmm. a hard team to play against and they've lost not only a first-choice goalkeeper to now lose Xander Clark yeah. for what looks like a muscle injury, so third-choice goalkeeper in Ross Stewart. So... Uh, Excellent Mirren but that's, that's such a difficult position to, to lose your two first choice goalkeepers we're talking Scottish football we're back after this the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley let's go Go Radio Football Show 26 and a half minutes past 6 Paul Cooney with John Hartson and Stephen McGinn quite a lot of you have been on the socials talking about the issue which has come up early in the show Sean was on saying as a, he's a huge Rangers fan he thinks it's ridiculous that there are no Rangers fans at Celtic Park in the same way that there'll be no Celtic fans at Ibrox um, in the last game of the season John I think you agree? Yeah, well, well credit to Sean he, also, he said as well that he thinks it's ridiculous that there are no Celtic fans Oh, there was little Celtic fans mm. in the last one. I think it was about eight hundred, wasn't it? But they won't be for the last game of the season. Yeah. Sorry, that any game in in this in the split, I meant. You know where yeah. Celtic go, um, and I, I think I, I've said it all along that um, it, it it sort of not not kills the game, but I think it gives a bad name to not not a bad name, but it doesn't look good for Scottish no. the Scottish Premiership because the North London Derby and other big derbies all over the world, you know, they they give the right allocation, however many fans they're allowed to have in, and they take the full allocation, and it makes a really big 
good spectacle of the game. And for, for some, I don't know um, why this is right now. There's no fans. But I would love to see this being turned up, turned around and for next season in particular. Let the away fans in. It brings so much to the game. What does it tell you about Scotland and about Glasgow and what they think of the fans? People must wonder, what, are, are yeah. these tribes not capable of being in the same stadium at the same time? Because that's not true. They are. This is a really backward step by the boards of both clubs. It's a really serious issue. And they'll poo-poo it. Or they'll just, you know, they'll brush it away. They should sort it out. Stephen? Yeah, but I, I think, I mean, there's everyone I speak to about it, I've not came across many people that think it's a good idea. Yep. Um, even when it was a 7-800, it just wasn't right. And I don't know who originally made the decision at Rangers who thought it was a good idea, yeah. but it's became a bit a tit for tat. Um, and we're now in a position where there's no away fans and what's meant to be your showcase game the, the game that everyone around the world talks about um, it takes it takes a shine off what, what it should be some fans like it I mean some of them will come on and say ah, it's, it, it's right it's 60,000 Celtic fans 52,000 Rangers fans uh, well, that's but, a, as, an, as a former player yeah. Stephen a player now um it's not this. I I used to like the away fans yeah. as well. I think the noise, the crowd, and giving you a bit of stick. when the cameras yeah. come out, even when I'm watching it on television, yeah. I love I love to watch. See, for instance, you know, Spurs are coming to the Emirates, and yeah. I, I like to watch the eight ten thousand Spurs fans in the away end, you know, making some noise. Mm -hmm. And and I, I I'm I'm a big um, I'm a big believer in away fans at stadiums. You shouldn't have to miss out. And, and and the Celtic and, and the and the Rangers fans at this minute in time are missing out on going to watch their team play. And we're sort of sleepwalking into it. Nobody's really talking about it. people are tonight. There's a lot of people on our socials. But in general, people just and why do the authorities not get the clubs together? I'm not a great fan of authority taking over, but somebody needs to knock heads together, surely, and say, come on, civilized society, the greatest city in the world, city of Glasgow. We should have people at the games. Not 800, that's no use. That was a recipe for too much bottle throwing. The fans, you know, both sets, but only 700. Have Rangers, danger. As a, have Rangers as a football yeah. club ever come out and explained why initially they stopped the volume of the Celtic away supporters going to Ibrox? Have they ever come out and explained why they made that decision? I'm not sure, but they could, because, they could come out. Because yeah. what, what happened then was... Celtic followed suit mm. and said, well, if you're going to do this and mm. stop our away fans coming in, we'll do exactly the same. Should and your that, old club not have been bigger than that? Though, I, said, I, don't, I don't believe it. Why should one club, you know, uh, uh, you know, follow the rules or follow? Uh, I just think they, they acted on it and said, well, look, if you're going to be like that and stop our fans, we'll do exactly the same. And for me, that was a correct decision. You you're, you think differently, maybe. You yeah, think sure. they yeah. should have been bigger. I don't. I think if Rangers hadn't have done that in the first place a couple of seasons ago, we would be where we were previously. There'd yeah. be, there'd be mm -hmm. fans in both grounds. Simon Jordan was on with Jim White on Talk Sport last week and he said that he thinks um, it was because Celtic were winning, Rangers weren't, and they thought, it's a way of doing it. Just make it a much reduced Celtic support. And I don't know if that's true, but Rangers should come up with even whatever it was. That was then. This is now. And the fact that there's no opposition fans in either stadium is such a pity. I think Simon Dodd's got a point. I don't. I think when Celtic were on yep. their way, all right, they didn't ultimately yep. clinch the ten in a row. Yep. But I think when they were five, six, seven, yep. 
I think Celtic were a lot better than Rangers mm-hmm. at that particular time. You know, they were they were riding a crest of yeah. a wave. Rangers were, were was were on their way back, type of thing. You know, um, and and for me, um, that that could have been a very you know a, an, an obvious reason why Rangers stopped the volume of the Celtic fans because they were winning the Ibrox quite a lot. And they were celebrating with the Celtic fans, and all of a sudden, somebody at the top has gone. We can't have this. This is this is this is just not. This doesn't feel right for us to be getting beat like this. And seeing Celtic, our biggest rivals, mm. celebrating the way they are. So I think Simon Jordan has a good point there. Yeah, Stephen. It's just I don't think there's any. Is there anywhere else like this where the opposition fans are no longer uh, offered tickets for it's, the ground? It's. Whatever the original decision, it's wrong. Yep. It's not made the fixture better, it's made it worse. Um, most of the cities in agreement with that, that it's made it worse and get it back. And hopefully with the, the shuffle around the Rangers boardroom, if John Bennett came in, hopefully one of his first uh, tasks is to get sit down with the Celtic board, his counterparts at Celtic, and right, let's get this back, let's get this fixture yeah. back to its best. We can do it, surely, for next season. We hope so. Give us more of your comments at Go Football Show or you can call us 0808 17 17 700. Uh, Mitrovic, it's eight games actually, so he's served one already, so seven more to go. That's the latest at the top of the show. We told you and the club have been fined £40,000 for failing to control their players and their manager um, in that game against Man United a few weeks ago. Some of the headlines tonight, well, just after five, it was that Douglas Park um, has decided to stand down as chairman of Rangers and I'm just thinking there as well it's unique as well at the at the game at the weekend the Celtic players will turn up in the parks of Hamilton Douglas Park's own company and and their magnificent coaches so that you know that and that's that's good and yet behind the scenes the two boards of directors are not putting up tickets for opposition fans I've sat on that bus a few times for what's that I've sat on that bus Indeed. a few times good buses John yeah. excellent buses and of course Jeez, exactly. Sky TV yeah. a bit, yeah, a little kitchen <laughs> on there yeah lovely oh, it's uh, it's just a real anomaly I think it, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense there's a pettiness to it and, sure. and as you say we've got to a stage now where there's a standoff Right, there's no fans at either ground. They have to sit down, agree they've made the wrong decision. So the people might be still involved that say, right, yeah, I was I was wrong there. Let's go, let, let's get it yeah. back. It, it is poor. It, it is poor. It's a poor showing from whoever's made the you know the decisions. It, it's because sure. um, it should be. It brings a lot of colour. Brings a huge atmosphere. So I think I think it yeah. makes a big difference as well. Right, it's your birthday tomorrow. Thank you, Paul. Congratulations yeah. in advance. Me. Yeah, forty-eight tomorrow. Just forty-eight, John 48, Harson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't think I was making thirty-two. To be uh, well, exactly, <laughs> John. We hope you've a great day Thank tomorrow. You, mate. Appreciate that, Paul. And then it's Andy Walker. The following day, it's his birthday as well. All right, just forty-eight, John. Yeah, you had so you know you battled so much. We spoke about it a few weeks ago. But every birthday must be even more special for you. Yeah, it flies, yeah. Paul. I've got my girls and everything tomorrow now, and it'll be a nice cake with them. I wake up and things yeah. like that. I'm just enjoy my day, Paul. I don't make a huge fuss now. It's just it's just another number. But every year, you know, you count yeah. your blessings. You get on another year, and you have got your health, and 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 that's the main thing. Do you know you got your children and your your health and your happiness, and that's that's what you want. You know, because there's so many people out there suffering and mental health and and different illnesses, mm-hmm. cancers and. And everything else, you just want to, your health is number one. Um, 
and you just want to find that happy place and, and I'm in a great place at the minute it's brilliant John and my granddaughter Anna she is 16 tomorrow so brilliant. she was born on, on your birthday oh, yep 16 her. tomorrow hard to believe so Anna and Hamilton brilliant. I'm not sure if she'll be listening in at the moment but they'll play it back our dad listens Paul listens back on the podcast on the podcast Lovely. so uh, happy birthday to Anna the time flies that'll be you in a few years you know the kids get how are they the two wee ones yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hard work, but good. Uh, <laughs> big man's such an inspiration. I think something when you yeah. been at work today and we've sat in meetings, uh, we've trained, we've sat in another meeting to yeah. to find the solutions to not scoring and all the negativity, and then you come to work with the big man, and he's just such a breath of fresh air and just such an inspiration. Oh, thanks, Stephen. I like the kind words, matey. Thank you. You're very good as well. So. I think you've definitely got a career in the media if you're not going into coaching or management. <laughs> if you still want to keep that black hair you've got, <laughs> go, go into the media. We're, we're only jealous. Yeah, young, less pressure. Young Stephen, <laughs> uh, big game for you this weekend as well. Have you changed the preparations in any way? No, I mean, the manager's quite thorough. He's, I think we've started off the, the preparations even earlier this week to try and get out the slump we're in. Yep. Um, but I mean, it's one of those, John will have had it through your careers. I've had it teams the more you speak about what you're not doing the for whatever reason the harder it becomes I mean we, we're a team that have been scoring for fun all season and the more we talk about uh, our barren run the less chances we're creating the less likely we're looking to, to score so we just need to get back to what we do best of course don't talk about it don't think about it mm. and it'll just happen hopefully this weekend you've got the game with Dunfermline and of course opposition fans will be in so if there's six, 7,000 what's the split would they have a couple of thousand oh, they'll get that full stand behind yep. the Falkirk uh-huh. uh, uh, behind that end at the Falkirk uh, Stadium and and as we speak about I mean that was a real painful day on the season mm. um, when Dunfermline beat us 1-0 but all over Twitter it was the scenes of the bodies flying down roads behind us it's part of the rivalry it's part of what what we'll be doing everything we can to stop that happening again that yeah. that full end celebrating they'll be there to go us at the top of the league and it's all part of why it's a big game if that was just the Falkirk fans in that yeah. it wouldn't be the same fixture mm-hmm. you talk about away yeah. fans as well Paul a lot of fans enjoy going away than sometimes yeah. watching the team at home because not talking about Celtic Park. Celtic Park generally 99% of the time is bouncing. Um, the fans are, are there in their numbers every week. But the fans like to go away because, you know, they can they can get amongst it and there's only like six or seven of them. It's it's a bit more of a pack, if you yeah. like. They can make mm-hmm. noise and it's, it, they can feel as if they can in, be intimidating with mm-hmm. with with the dance, you know, with all the songs. Look at, and the, look at the atmosphere they created at Dingwall. Yeah, and a lot of fans yeah. like to go... Yeah away from home and support their club this they is like the, the away trips uh, yeah. there'll, there'll be Rangers fans out there this weekend they'll kill them mm-hmm. they'll have been in Eindhoven Amsterdam yeah, sure. Dingwall all season week in week out they pay their money to go and watch Rangers absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. and then someone on their board just, just tells them they can't go they're not mm-hmm. taking tickets and they, and they go everywhere they want, to, they want to be there this weekend it's petty or are we missing something is there a reason, and the club should come out and say, and I know at one point Rangers said, oh, they sold all the season tickets or whatever. Well, that was always the case. They can sell out anyway, surely Rangers. So does Celtic. So what's why? The, what's the what, reason what why missing? you don't want the way fans in, in your stadium? Is it fear? Well, I think initially, yeah, we're talking, but, sure. for, for, I've gone, I'm repeating sure. myself. No, but now... But no. now it's yeah. it's like well do you know I I think I think you get around the table and yeah. you, you sort this out because the Celtic fans want to go to Ibrox they want to take six or seven thousand I remember them they used to have the two tiers yeah 
And when you scored there, like if you scored the win, if you're lucky enough to get the winning mm. goal, Paul, yes. you know, it was a lovely feeling because you could run towards them and it was brilliant. Tell us know? about it, John. Which game was that then? When was it? Uh, uh, what, which, what was the scoring? Yeah. I can't remember, yeah. Paul. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember. But what a feeling then. So you scored. Yeah, it was a great yeah. feeling. When you yeah. won, when you won, and of course, so if, you, if you scored and you helped the team win, it was great. There was no, be- there was no better feeling in football if you scored the winning goal at your, at your biggest rival's ground mm-hmm. you know how, how better does it get sure. you if, know if, the first John Hartson goal I could remember at Ibrox may or may not have been across I'm not sure if it if off Kishinishvili oh. yeah. Ah, yeah. yeah well my dad was my, the first da- one my, to my mind. dad backed yeah. the first goal and the bookies paid out that day is so. that right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and was it a cross would you say no it was a uh, it was a, it was a uh, shot I, goal. I, yeah. I, I think I closed my eyes and just hit it I think I was trying to pick Henrik Larsson out then Kishinishvili yeah. got across and um, and it just went in off the underside of the crossbar, but the fans didn't see that. The fans thought it was a great finish because they yeah. they wouldn't have seen the sure. replay. Yeah. And I'm right by the billboards, and I've just stood on the board, and there must be wow. five or six. I just held my hands in the air. Yeah. So you know those feelings, yeah. just you you just cannot buy them. You know. Barry said the same thing. You know, he'd get stick. Did he say that on air? But he knew some of the people at the Celtic end who were giving him blessed. stick. Blessed. You just feel yeah. blessed to have, to have done that. Yeah, you know. Of course. Billy, even, even when Rangers were having a real tough time, there's probably moments the Clint Hill late equaliser mm. yep. where that Rangers end just totally explodes that they'll miss out on this weekend. They yep. could have uh, a big performance at Celtic Park this weekend, have a brilliant victory against a team that's not lost it all season and not a Rangers fan there to, to enjoy it. Not right. And there's great people on both boards. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't believe it. I know some of them. I just can't believe it. Come on, sort it out. Peter Lawwell and now John Bennett. Surely sort it out. Or Stuart Robertson and uh, Michael Nicholson. Yeah. Two amazing football clubs in this wonderful city. Sort it out. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! quarter to seven already it's flown in tonight thanks for the calls and the messages lots of people right across the west of Scotland and beyond saying yep get the opposition fans in for next season we realise it's too late this year please please sort it out for season 23-24 and surely they can let's hope so um, yep yeah, let's hear from well Michael Beale was speaking about Tillman a lot at the weekend and why not he scored two goals this was the manager speaking after the 2-0 win against Dundee United yeah there's an option there that we can take and, and um, but like all, all things the player has a say in it as well and and so does the club uh, that he's at and a lot of things are agreed but it's uh, it's obviously there's been a change of manager there as well. That that's not a part of the negotiations that I'm involved in, but I'm fully up to speed on that. There was more talks on that over the uh, international break as well. So and, and everything at the moment is positive. Um, obviously, me and Malik have a fantastic relationship, and I think he really enjoys playing here. I think you only have to see uh, in his in his, the way that he's grown in the time he's been here that he's really enjoying his football. And this could be his. Uh, it could be his weekend, John. It's a huge game for everyone yeah. at Ibrox. Well, Tillman. he's capable. He's yeah. one of the. He's one of the players certainly capable of uh, of um, playing very well and obviously, um, you know, being being very effective in the game. Mm-hmm. The Rangers have. Uh, we, we've already mentioned uh, Fashion Sakala, mm-hmm. um, who tends to 
do okay against Celtic. You know, he causes a few problems with his with his pace and his power. He's willing to run in behind and he's got some talent as well. What about Morelos, John? Could you see him starting well, he, as he, he did he, on Saturday? Well, it, it needs to be like a, a one-off for Morelos. You know, he, he's going to have to throw him in and say, look, um, we, we need a game from you. We, we need a performance. We, you know, you've got to give us everything. You, you, you've got to, you know, ruffle, you know, You've got to really rough up the the, the Celtic mm. centre backs. You've got to be, you know, unpredictable. You've got to get in behind, try and get us a goal. And you're looking for, you're looking for a surprise element now mm. because he's been the old Morelos. He's been off it for so yeah. long, you know. And you're looking to really get him going again. Can he do that in a game? Maybe a Celtic game, you know, possibly. Mm. Um, but I don't think he'll go down that route. I, I, I think it'll be Tillman or Cholak or I think even Wright comes in before Morelos. Yeah, well, I think Alfredo Morelos' days are coming to an end at Rangers, but uh, I think still, obviously, they'll hope they can still have an impact in some of these big games. But mm. just on Tillman, mm. I was never a fan of loans. I didn't like when when any team I played with was kind of we'd have three or four loans, yeah. and you think, well, they might lose them in January. Um, my very first team in England, I first went down was Watford, and we lost two key players because I could, their parent club recalled them, but. These loans with the kind of option to buy, I think, uh, I, I can get my head around that. I think that it's worked for Celtic sure. with Jota and Carter Vickers and I think it's, it's been perfect for Rangers. They've got a look at Tillman. He's been a young player with a lot of potential at Bayern Munich mm. and he's now gone out and played a, a, a first full season and shown loads of potential and they seem to be the ones in control of being able to make that permanent signing. So I do like, I've got to say, I've got, I do like that more than just traditional loans. I I think it's it's going to boil down to a couple of things. Mm. Um, it's going to boil down to the to the player, but more so. Bayern Munich will have options for for Tillman. Yeah, people will be monitoring his situation, seeing his performances, and somebody could go in with ten million. Another club, ten million for certain clubs is you know it's a lot of sure. money in anybody's yeah. book. But I'm just saying with the inflated market the way that it is. Um, and there will be competition yeah. for his signing. Mm-hmm. If Michael Beale can be a genius and get him to stay at Rangers and sign for Rangers long-term, for all yeah. I know, they might have had conversations. Well, I don't know. saying he's got a great relationship yeah, with him. And yeah. one will be the funds, yeah. what Bayern Munich want for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, it's where the Rangers can fend, fend off competition because... Mm-hmm. Playing well, you know, it creates a lot of interest, and yep. there will be there will be other clubs monitoring, sure. you know, Malik Tillman's situation. Although the deal is fixed around f- the four million between four and five million, and they might have yeah. first reserve, they might have first call, yeah, an that's option. what happened isn't yeah. with Jota and absolutely, with yeah. Well, I bit... wouldn't be a surprise if that's not the case. Yeah. Still want your Celtic team in a moment or two, Stephen and John. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more from Michael Beale about Malik Tillman. Yeah, I think the boy can play at a really high level. Uh, like most young players, you know, they'll have ups and downs in their time, injuries and losses of form. And playing here at a big club, there's a demand every week to, to make an impact on the game. And I would say more often than not, certainly since I've been in the club, he's done that. I think that's only his fourth start in the last 11 games, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, we've missed him in them games he's not been available for. 
So Malik Tillman, will he be a, a Rangers player next season? We'll find out in the next few months. What's going to happen this weekend? Both of them on uh, really good runs, Celtic and Rangers. Something has got to give. Oh, it could be a draw, which of course a draw would... Uh, that, that would still be virtually it over, wouldn't it? With, uh, what, seven games to go? It would well, be. I think so. I, th- uh, I think Rangers will go into the game, yeah. Michael Beale, and say, look, lads, if we've got any aspirations of even causing mm. Celtic a, a little bit of panic, we have to pick up three points at Celtic Park, which is a tough ask. Sure. Celtic only lost one game all season, but listen, it's 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 a derby. And that was Anyth- any, Anything yeah. can happen, you know. They're very, very difficult to call these games. OK, 12 o'clock on... Saturday when we're on air we'll be giving you the, the Celtic team Stephen McGinn what do you think it's going to be? Yeah I'm just there's a as Leicester was on in the background I noticed oh. a few messages my mum and dad can't get into the turnstile down at Leicester tonight for the Aston Villa game because they're a national virgin media Wi-Fi outage Oh, so can. these Red. modern technology really? with yeah. the turnstiles yeah. wow. bring back the guy that takes the, the stub off you just to <laughs> let you in <laughs> uh, no I think it's going to be close yeah. it's a big one for Rangers yeah. this weekend with the uh, as we spoke about their record against Celtic and the recent head-to-heads hasn't mm. been good enough. Um, I think there's an expectation and a, and a hope that they have a reaction to the cup final mm. and their performance that day. So, And I do believe they'll score this weekend. I think it'll be, I think there'll be goals in the game and I think Celtic will edge it 2-1. You think Celtic 2-1. What's your Celtic team then? Is it no surprise at the back? No, I, yeah. I think Hart, yep. um, Johnston, yes. Carter Vickers, Starfelt and Greg Taylor. Yep. I think Callum McGregor will go back into his holding midfield role mm-hmm. obviously we don't know definitely Aaron Moy and Rio Hotati's mm-hmm. um, fitness situations but I expect if there's any chance of them being fit for the weekend they'll both play uh, if any miss out I think O'Reilly will, will step in mm-hmm. the, the front three I think uh, Haksabanovic is really pushing for a start I think right. I think he's been really impressive coming off the bench and over, over on on Saturday, uh, on Sunday, sorry, coming off the bench, he, he gave a, an attacking imp- impetus mm-hmm. along with O. And I think Ange will go with the kind of the more recognised Jota, Kyogo, Maida. But I wouldn't you wouldn't shock me if Haksabanovic played for either Jota or Maida. Mm-hmm. John, what do you feel? I I agree yep. with with, um, with with Stephen. I think it'll be the same back four uh, and Joe Hart. Mm-hmm. I think McGregor obviously plays. Skipper's the team. Um, and I agree. I think at this moment in time, you know, the the the, the word coming out of Celtic is Hitachi and Moy are doubtful. But I go I go over what I said earlier on. They've had time. You know, yeah. they've had time to get their bodies right. They've had time to rest, recuperate all these things, and they'll both want to play in this game. So straight away they're putting their hands up if available, if if fit, of course, physically fit um, to play. I think one of them comes in um, for Iwata. I'm not sure if both come in, yep. either Moy or Hitachi for Iwata. And I think he likes Maeda in these games mm-hmm. against Rangers. I think he likes the that energy, the and energy, tracking I think the, back. The, the, the power, yeah. the, the, the closing down, the running in behind, and the willingness to be brave and get on the ball. And I don't think he's played most of the games that Selig I've seen in the last couple of years. If Maeda is available, he's played Maeda mm-hmm. because of the reasons I just got. I think Kyogo yeah. plays through the middle. Yeah. And of course, uh, the magic man, Jota. Jota, the magic man, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so for me, again, just that one little change, one that little tweak in midfield. But as I said, the team poll that mm-hmm. start the game, one million percent yeah. won't finish the game. No. 
because he likes to make changes. And the Celtic fans almost did they look forward for that 55 60 minutes? I when, think they when do, they know. I, I think yeah. the players do as well. Yeah. And Ange, because he knows you can add that bit of freshness mm-hmm. and you've got quality to come on. And Matt O'Reilly, and it's a gift yeah. in itself to know that players go on. And some in years gone by, I always felt our players sometimes come on that are a bit timid, yeah. you know, they can't quite get up to speed with the pace of the play. But these guys, when they come on, they make a big impact. And sometimes, even this season, you've seen the players who come on, they end up being the the match winners for you, you know? So Ange really feels as if it's really useful to use them substitutions late in the game. If you're Leela Bada, do you not think, what do I have to do to start against Rangers? On, uh, yeah, Because he's been so good in the past. Yeah, I think his injury... Um, yeah. I don't know if he's going to make it on, on Saturday or not but I think he's probably ruled him out I think the happiest yeah, person in Celtic Park on Saturday he's not available is Borna Barisic <laughs> the, <laughs> the trouble he's caused yeah, him. I mean he he didn't recover really last season and again earlier on he's uh, he's given such a torrid time yeah and it, the one thing I mean Abada he's still got inconsistencies in his game in terms of running with the ball I think he he can improve with that, but he, he's as good as anyone in in, yeah. in the league. How many managers over the years, John, have you yeah. heard speak to wingers about making sure you're there for the, the back post? Yeah. He's always at the back post. He takes up great positions. And do you know what, as well, Abada, all right, sometimes he can fall over the ball, sometimes he can put the ball behind the goal. And, you know, Not not lack of quality, but sometimes quality yeah. is not as good as it should be. But he never hides. He always wants the ball again. He comes back and then he wants the ball and he's attacking, he's attacking all the time. He doesn't give the opposition a minute's rest and he doesn't get down with his performance, you know. And his, his tally and his, his, his numbers and goals from, from, from wide generally is exceptional. Where's Celtic's weakness? What will Rangers be looking at? Sakala. Um, I, th- I think set pieces. I think I yeah. think that's where Rangers scored in the, in the cup final. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be the deliveries. One thing the Rangers fullbacks their deliveries top drawer, um, and Celtic are going to have to defend them, uh, defend them well. There's a size uh, issue with Celtic. I think mm-hmm. Gavin Stratton spoke about it before. They they don't have too many six footers. So mm-hmm. I think Rangers will be targeting set pieces. I think they'll play a key part in any Rangers victory this weekend. John, you were such a big part of a. a mm-hmm. It was a big Celtic team. Barry was saying that last night. You know, and unusually yeah. they were a bit bigger. But anyway, what, what are you thinking? Well, what are I the think danger it may be switching off. Uh, yeah. I think at times, you know. Um, you know, when you got the likes of Tillman and and um, you know and Kent, Kent is, yeah. you know they are good players mm. and you, you have to respect them. But I, I think Celtic will just go at it like they go at every single game. They'll try and win the game. They'll get on the front foot. They'll score goals. They'll try. They'll try and move forward at every opportunity. But it's just that when they are defending, sometimes I think. Starfield, you have to watch. Possibly, yeah. yeah Taylor, Taylor's had a really good season. But when they're defending on the back foot. Just making sure they're in sync and they're you know and they're concentrating and yeah. they're not switching off at any time you know because although they're nine points in front and in front of Rangers they've had a really good season. Rangers will be wanting to win this game because this is their only hope of causing any sort of upset to Celtic this season in terms of the league. Yeah, it could be massive. So, John, what do you reckon? Stephen thinks two one to Celtic. I'll, what do you I'll, reckon? I'll tell you Saturday. Oh, I'll tell, I'll give I'll tell you Saturday. Oh, you, I've yeah. got so I've got three days to mull over this. <laughs> I'm still thinking of teams and formations, and I'll let I'll let the I'll let the listeners know on Saturday. You think it's your birthday? Just about your birthday. Okay, Saturday at twelve. Well, and that's fair enough. Isn't exactly. It? I mean, isn't it? Couldn't get better than that for people watching. Uh, you can have Andy Walker will be on the telly with uh, Crocs, Ian Crocker. 
and Ali McCoyst in the pictures and you've got the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Brilliant. Barry Ferguson and John Hartson uh, Stephen how is it going to go then to 2-1 why, why do you think the game will be yeah I think it'll be it'll be more open I thought the cup final played a bit slow mm-hmm. I think obviously Celtic pitch. Yeah. Celtic were better on day but with the, with the pitch and the, probably the occasion um, but I, I'm expecting a better game this week I'm expecting both teams to go at it And who's scoring first do you think you know when you said 2-1 is it a Rangers going to go in the lead uh, I, well yeah. I didn't really think it. I think I think <laughs> I think it'll be 2-1 I yeah. just I think Celtic will win but I think both teams will score yep and oh are you going to see him, John? Were you impressed by what you saw of O? Yeah, listen, O is capable of starting. I, I believe that that will be the team, I think, because mm. he's a real big fan of uh, Kyogo. And why, why yeah, wouldn't sure. you be? Of course. Yeah. He's the man for the big moment. So you I'll, know, I'll rephrase it. Is it going to be Kyogo's day then? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Listen, he's, he's capable, isn't he? You know, But uh, O, as I said, uh, he'll come on. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll play a big role you know, within the team on, on the weekend. But... I think Kyogo starts because he, you know, he's uh, he's your go-to man and he's phenomenal. His, his goals. What's he up to now? Over thirty yeah, already? Is he or nearly thirty? Yeah, twenty-six, twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. John, have a great forty-eighth birthday tomorrow. Cheers, John Hartson and great. We'll uh, celebrate on Saturday with Brilliant. some is that pies. Is that okay? Pies. I'll here? bring the cakes yeah, if you okay. want to bring the pies. Barry will yeah. bring the. We'll bring it for you for your birthday. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you, and Stephen. And listen, good luck, Falkirk against Dunfermline on Saturday. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Coming up next is Zoe Kelly. This time tomorrow night, we'll be here. And of course, it's with uh, Joe Day. Zoe will be Friday night. Joe, I'm getting excited. In fact, I can see Joe. He doesn't look like Zoe. And uh, yeah, tomorrow night uh, we'll be here at five with Barry and Peter Grant. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.